Yumadaf Lamed Aleph, how's everybody doing? Today's sad email comes from Sruli Getter from Chicago. He says, Good afternoon, Rebelli. Reaching out to you with an interesting story that I wanted to share. My brother in law, Yudel Kranzer, was just nifter this past Thursday in Detroit, Michigan, at the young age of 46, leaving a family, a very young family, and a kalo, just became a kalo two weeks ago. But what's amazing about what he writes here is that. Rebuto was nifter while he was listening to Shir of Dafiyami. And he would do Dafiyami eight shiurim a day. They found in his pocket a list of all eight shiurim which he would mark off every single day. It's a tremendous chizuk for anybody that hears this. That a guy that's being Isaac, he had a business, and he was doing chesed, he was the head of head of different organizations, just chesed all day. But he found the time to learn eight different shiurim. It's incredible. Incredible. And Shum should have an aliyah. So, Yuma Daflam and Aleph, the Gemara tells us that when a person goes into the Hazara, he's required to take a tefillah. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it's only Midrabanan in order to remind him that perhaps he touched something that's Tommy, he shouldn't go in. But nevertheless, called the Tokan Rabban came the Raisa Tokan, the Xeris Chachamram always similar to the Raisa, and therefore, if a person has Chatzitza on his skin, it's Ma'akiv, it's not a good tefillah, he has to redo his tefillah, even though it's only to remind him. And the same thing according to Rabbi Yehuda, if you just put in, let's say, one finger into the Besamidash, required to be titled, because we learn from Mitzayr. Mitzayr also only puts in his thumb, and his, big, his big toe, and he's required to do a tefillah. The Gemara remains in a suffix. What if a person holds in his hand a very long knife, and performs the shechita when the animal is inside the Azar, but his body, the shaykh himself, is outside. Does he need, is he required to be titled? The Gemara goes both ways. According to Ben Zoyman, that says that this tefillah is a derisa tefillah, but maybe that's only because the person went inside, but a person that's standing outside doesn't have to do a tefillah. Or perhaps we're concerned that he might go follow his knife into the Beis HaMikdash. And according to the Chalam, say that you're not required to do a tefillah with derisa. That's regular people because they're not doing an avayda. But this person who's performing in the shechita, which is an avayda, does require a tefillah. The Mishnah tells us that a Kohen Gadol is required to do five tefillahs on Yom Kippur. And in addition to that, he has to wash his hands and his feet ten times. The tefillahs take place on top of Lishka Saparva, which is inside the Azaretz Kaidish. But the first tefillah he does outside in the Choyl on top of Shar Hamayim. Abayi makes a cheshbon that since water only goes downwards, so this natural spring that provides the water for the mikvah in the Beis Hamikdash must be above 23 amas above the Beis HaMikdash because the gate of the Beis HaMikdash is 20 amas. A mikvah is always 3 amas tall because that's the height of a person. 3 amas by 1 by 1 which equals 40 saw. The Gemara also tells us that the rooftop of Sharmaim must have been made out of marble, very strong and watertight and therefore we don't consider it as part of this cheshman that Abai is making of 23 amas. They would lift up a white sheet in order, made out of linen, in order to provide sneers for the Kain Gadol. And why white? To remind the Kain Gadol that today he's going to be performing the Avodah with white clothing. Says the Mishnah, they would, he would take off his weekday clothing and be toivel, and then use a towel of some sort to dry himself off. And then he would wear the big days of the Shemayin Begadim, and he would do Kiddush Yudayim Veraglayim. The Mishnah says he only does it once. Not like Rameir, who says that the very first time he puts on his Shemad of Gadam requires two Kiddush Yudayim Raglai. And then he goes and he performs something called Kritza, which is Shechita, but it's Rav Simanim, most of the Simanim, and then another kind takes over. The Kain Gadol has to run right after he does the Shechita. He goes, grabs a Kli, and he receives the blood. He does Kabbalah Saddam, takes the blood, throws it on the Mizbeach. Then he goes and he's Makter Dektaris, the morning Ktaris. And then he does Hatavas Haneiros, he cleans out the Menorah. 
he takes the head of the, the carbon tamid, throws it on his back, the yivarim on his back, chavitin on his back, yai in the wine. The k'tairis in the morning goes between the dam, the blood sprinkling the dam, and putting the yivarim on his back. The k'tairis of the evening goes between the yivarim and the nesachim. If the kain dadal is an istinus, he's very particular about the temperature, or he's an elderly kain, so we can warm up water for him, erevim kippur, and pour it into the mikvah, ayim kippur, to take away the chilling effect of the natural springs. Rabbi says our Mishnah can go according to Rameir as well, or at least he thought so in the beginning, because even according to Rameir, says Rabbi, the first Kiddushadayim Raglayim is for removing the clothing, and the second one is for putting on clothing. And since he's wearing weekday clothing when he starts out, so it's not considered taking off clothing, so you don't need to wash your hands for that. But they showed Rabbi a Mefurah Shabraisa that Rameir himself says that just for wearing clothing, you're required to do two Kiddushadayim Raglayim, and therefore it doesn't go in our Mishnah, and Papa admitted that the Braisa shows that what he said was wrong. And according to Chachamim, the final Tvila comes after he finishes the entire Avaida, and that's how you get to 10 Kiddush Yadayim have a wonderful day.